Blog Talk Radio. All right, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, all right. Hello, everybody uh, listening to the Independent Corner. This is your host, Jonathan Moody, here to talk about uh, For Christ's Sake. How are you doing, Dustin? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me on. This is Dustin Hubbard, the writer-director, and hopefully soon we'll have more callers call in. Uh, the number is one six four six nine one five eight six nine three, and you can call whenever you feel like it. Um, so let's talk about how how did you get started doing this movie? Uh, well, probably I guess it started back in December of '06. Uh, me and one of my friends, Michael Farr, uh, we just kind of got it in our brains that we wanted to make a movie, and uh, we talked about some different ideas. I had three primary ideas that I had always wanted to see turned into movies, and the other two were deemed uh, not feasible because they would be too expensive on our non-existent budget that we were working off of. Uh, So we went for the third, and I started writing it, and for a good amount of time it was me and him doing everything ourselves, getting, you know, uh, I got the script ready, we did the bulk of casting, wardrobe, uh, sets, location work, props, everything. It was me and him for a good time until Nicola came on board and gave a much-needed hand. So, Cool. Is she, your, is she one of the producers? She is. Our three primary producers are me, Michael, and Nicola, yes. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, I've had Nicola on my show before for the Jason LaCorey show, so... It's cool, you know, she said she'd probably call in tonight, and uh, hopefully a lot of people will. I'm surprised uh, the phones aren't lighting up right now. I guess they're waiting for you to talk for a little bit before they decide to call in, (laughs) I guess. Um, But uh, how did you go about casting? Uh, Well, when I was writing the script, uh, I had specific roles that I was writing that I, right from the get-go, imagined being for different independent slash B-movie actors and actresses that I either, you know, looked up to or really admired, and a lot of them were people like Debbie Rashawn, and I had recently met Joel Weinkoop at a convention and thought he was just awesome, so I wrote a part for him and, you know, created a part for Peter Stickle, and uh, I wrote parts specifically for uh, Michael and a couple other friends, and uh, me and him actually held casting sessions ourselves, and you know, waded through a group of people and picked out the best choices. And thankfully, some of the uh, independent actors and actresses that I did actually want actually agreed to do it, which was very shocking to me. (laughs) Shocking and gratifying, too. So, because I never in a million years thought that we would be able to get Debbie for the lead. We joked about it for months, and we're like, man, she would be amazing in this part. But, uh, She's Debbie Rashawn. She's got like nine other movies in production. There's no way she would want to do this movie. So it's uh, like she's got nine other ones. Yet, like I don't know how she does it because she's got she's got to balance the radio show as well as you know like the Fangoria show as well as like her her life. And usually she has to do just cameos because she really doesn't have too much time. You know. I'm, so. I'm proud to say that our movie is, I, I could be wrong, but I think our movie is one of only three lead roles that she had last year. Uh, our movie, she did Jason LaCourie's Savaged, and she did the 
Ivan Zukin movie over in France, or was it? No, it was Italy. Uh, Color from the Dark. And you're still you're still filming, right? Like pick up uh, shots we, and different. We are. We have roughly about two more scenes to get, and they're they're basic uh, cameo items. Oh, cool. Basically. So, uh, but ev- other than that, everything is in the can and uh, ready to roll. So, sweet. Uh, um, I'm, uh, yeah, and is this your first film? It is. It's the first script I've ever written and the first movie I've ever worked on. So uh, it was definitely a learning experience. <laughs> Independent cinemas, definitely something you have to get the hang of and really, I mean, we had a lot of obstacles that we met doing this movie, especially with this film, uh, starting out with literally the title and then the subject matter was just uh, a red flag to almost every other person that we've come in contact with um, and because of that we've had we had trouble getting you know locations actors you know so be it and I still <laughs> I still have trouble to this very day I get I get uh, hate mail hate mail on MySpace quite often for it from people that think they know what the movie's about and really have no clue. So, <laughs> and I respond to every single one of them personally and tell them to please just wait it out and when the movie's done, they can check it out and then... Kind of uh, like they, Dogma. Yeah, basically. I mean, you know, and hopefully like Dogma when it's done, hopefully people will be able to watch it and they will see that hopefully there was a bit more intelligence put into it than they expected. I'm hoping... Uh, because I really tried to uh, come up with a story that would be interesting and would actually have uh, realistic characters that the audience could sympathize with and really build them up. That way, when things started to go wrong, that people could actually feel for these people and stuff. So, Yeah, I mean, definitely. That's really cool. Um, so... Okay, and now a big big thing I've noticed on IMDb mm-hmm. is that you've got a um, another movie called For Christ's Sake that somebody else is doing uh, <laughs> as well in the same year. That is now, cool. what. Uh, that's yes, I have noticed that actually one of my uh, actors, uh, Stephen Brevig, actually was the first one to bring that to my attention, and he had seen a casting bulletin for extras that Will Sasso had posted for his movie. And I had, during the audition process, we had told the actors, we're like, there is the possibility that we could have somewhat of a name person be taking the lead, uh, but we didn't want to throw out any names because nothing had been finalized yet. And he contacted me and he was like, hey, is this the Will Sasso movie? And I'm like, no. (laughs) A, I didn't know there was a movie being made called For Christ's Sake already, and B, it's definitely not anyone from... Uh, Mad TV or anything like that. So that was that was a complete surprise to me. And they have been in contact with me about that as well. Uh, so what do you guys do about that? Like, are uh, you guys both just going to release the movies? We are. They had originally had a release date of 2007, and they didn't meet it for whatever reason. Uh, we had went ahead and submitted our film for 2008 because we figured that uh, we're hoping that we'll be ready for public display upwards of maybe October, November, uh, after all post is said and done. Uh, And they didn't meet their release schedule, and they ended up having to resubmit for 2008 release date 
whereupon there was already a for Christ's sake 08. So they actually got uh, for Christ's sake 08 number two. And, <laughs> uh, that I was contacted about that by the producers, by Will Sasso's assistant producer, and he asked me to please change the name. But are you going to or not? Absolutely not. Uh, I talked to a lot of different people, and it was my understanding that you can't copyright a film title or anything. So we were completely in the clear as far as everything I know. And I, the way I gathered it was if it had been a matter that could be taken care of on their end, I would have probably been contacted by their lawyer instead of one of the producers. So they they were just trying to, I guess, spook me and get me to change it. And I think one of the one of the specific charms of the movie, uh, at the risk of sounding stupid, is the title. Uh, for a long time, the title was something that we didn't have, and I just couldn't come up with something that I thought fit. And during some you know slight bout of uh, pre-production aggravation. I remember me and Michael kind of got in a, you know, momentary argument, and he got mad at me, and he yelled, for Christ's sake, and I was like, stop. <laughs> he was like, that is the title. And it, and it actually really fits the entire, the tone and the theme of the movie perfectly. So they, I'm not changing it. They can love me, hate me, uh, whatever, they're just going to have to deal with me, so. <laughs> cool. So, that's, that, no, that, that's awesome. Um, then, you know, I, you know I, I feel really bad, but, you know, I'm kind of having that issue, too, uh, with Scavenger. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I brought it up. I, I didn't know what the, like, what the legalities were, exactly, I, as I, opposed one, to that. Yeah, one of the people that I had talked to specifically was, uh, I shot Debbie an email, and she did say very much so. She said they had no legal stance. So, And she said, hey, you know, on that same coin, if they didn't like the fact that we shared the title, they had, you know, they could change their title. So, Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, if know. you don't like it, change it, mm-hmm. you know. They, they tried to, you know, sort of show their, you know, importance and say their film had been... Uh, submitted with the WGA and all this stuff and really build themselves up, which is fine. You know, that's something to be proud of and stuff. My movie's not registered with the Writers Guild of America or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, it's truly 150% independent, you know, paid out of our pockets from the ground up. So um, that's yeah. that's just it. So, so uh, how, you know, uh, now let's, let's talk about Debbie Sean. Mm-hmm. Being uh, one of the uh, one of the you know many stars in the movie, but like the lead star and being such a big cult name. Mm-hmm. What was what was your um you know what was your first initial reaction on set of actually having her there? Uh, I had met Debbie prior because I'm a you know at heart I'm a big horror nerd, and like a lot of other nerds before me, I'd met her first at a convention. And my first impression of Debbie was always, you know, I came by the table that she was at. She was there with another filmmaker at the Megacon convention in Orlando. And she actually uh, cut her lunch break short and rushed back to the table to greet me. And I told them, I was like, no, don't, don't call her, don't call her, it's fine, I can come back. But she rushed over and she was like, hey, it's no problem, it's no problem, what's going on? And, you know, she sat there and, you know, she 
shot the air with me, you know, for about 20 minutes, like it wasn't anything. So and I was like, wow, she, you know, she cut her lunch break early, or you know, cut it short for me. So I, and she was not scary or anything. I mean, usually when I meet people uh, that have done such an amount of work, they they spook me. Honestly, you know, I get I get kind of nervy and you know freak out a bit. But uh, not her. And I know a lot of the cast was kind of. Uh, afraid, you know, they were like, oh my god, she's done so much stuff, and I, you know, I made them watch a lot of her movies, too, uh, because a few of them hadn't heard of her, and I was like, this woman has done an amazing amount of work, you need to watch some of her stuff, and I made them watch a lot of different movies, like American Nightmare, and Witch House 3, which I think are two of her most solid acting performances. I, I still haven't seen American Nightmare, uh, though that and Suburban Nightmare are two of the things that I really want to see, you know? Yeah, the, Suburban uh, Nightmare, which I think she had actually came up with the concept for. Yeah, she was supposed to be in that, too, I think, or something. And then yeah. some, she had to bow out or whatever. I don't know the exact, you know, thing yeah. about it, but... Stuff happens. <laughs> she was supposed to be with Trent again, because so, they've, they've worked together a lot, you oh, know? yeah, definitely. And and Trent is one of the nicest. Like I've had him on my show before, and he's just one of the the nicest people you can possibly, you know, talk to. Mm-hmm. He seems like and, a cool guy. Yeah, definitely. If you ever want to um get somebody, you know, like some, you know, for like for Christ's sake too, uh-huh. <laughs> or something like that, you know, or another the next flick anything that you do, possible. you know. <laughs> what? Yeah, I said anything's possible. <laughs> The, the the you know for Christ's sake to the uh, pa- uh, passion of for Christ's sake whatever <laughs> you want to call it um, but if you want to do like that yeah that that would definitely be a cool thing oh yeah definitely um, uh, definitely I I know that anything that I write and direct from here on out I've I've been a B movie fan at heart from uh, early teenage years so I can guarantee anything I write and direct. I will demand there has to be some some B movie face value in it because a lot of there's a lot of people in the B movie industry that don't get the credit they that I think they deserve because there are a lot of good actors and actresses out there they just don't get the credit and I think Debbie's one of them because she's an amazing actress and she proved it on set to us every day she was there. I mean she wasn't just an actress she helped on set she coached her co-stars she did everything. So yeah, she kind of. Really- well, it was a complete dream on set, straight up. I couldn't have asked for a better lead actress. Yeah, she kind of reminds me of um, uh, another, like, trauma slash, you know, a- actor, uh, Tiffany Shepis, who, mm-hmm. when I met, she was, like, you know, incredibly cool. I met on the set of a movie, and mm-hmm. she was just, she was just hilarious and awesome offset. but whenever she got on, you know, whichever she was um, shooting the scene, she was mm-hmm. just, incredibly into the role and you know she seems amazing she's another woman i don't think gets enough credit and she's done an amazing amount of stuff herself and i would love to be able to get her in something that i've written someday soon too so she's one of the many so because i thought she was awesome and nightmare man she was awesome at abominable so she's got some good work out there yeah definitely and she can do comedy as well as, you know, like, I mean, that's that's the thing also is um, I, I think a lot of the actors, you know, 
they can do comedy, drama, everything, but they get stuck doing horror, sure. you know, just horror. And I think they're they're so much better, you know, that they can do everything, you know, pretty much. And so I, I you know, they don't get enough credit, I don't think. Sure, definitely. And I know, you know, Debbie, uh, she can do the comedy. You know, I've seen her do uh, goofy stuff. You know, a lot of comedic style roles for you know back in the day with the seduction cinema type stuff, and then a lot of really overly serious dramatic stuff like uh, American Nightmare and Bleed and stuff like that. And I figured she was a perfect fit for for Christ's sake because uh, a a good share of the movie is going to be very serious straight-faced drama and character development. I mean, it's a lot of drama with some science fiction elements until the the horror aspects kick in, and she handled all of them like it wasn't anything. So Wow, so it's got every genre. It's it's a multitude of uh, different genres all bound together, yeah. That's really cool. Uh, you know, definitely one of the things that, that's cool about that is being able to actually, um, you know, do just, um, not, not just one, one kind of genre, but be able to expand and do other stuff so people who don't just enjoy that can enjoy something else. Too. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, but, uh, if you guys, if anybody wants to call in now, uh, cast crew, uh, or just fans, in general, please uh, call in at uh, 1-646-915-8693. Surprised the phone's not lined up yet, you know? Yeah. Uh, it'll... I know people are listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just surprised nobody's uh, called in yet, but, uh, you know. Where are all of our haters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where are the people that want to shut this movie down? They're uh, too busy typing hate mail to the, to the movie's MySpace page instead of saying it. <laughs> yeah, instead of actually, yeah, actually getting the balls to actually come up here and do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, you know, when I respond back to them, they just don't even respond back. So <laughs> it just goes to show you how spineless they all really are. So. That, that is awesome. But, uh, if, you know, because I really, that, that's who I hate. It's people that come on and they start saying negative things about people before or their movie before they actually see it because, you know, because either they're jealous or because it's against their beliefs, even though they don't know anything about it, you know? Sure. And I know that with the the story that we have with For Christ's Sake, it, it does deal with a lot of religious aspects and, you know, with the, the science aspects and cloning and all of that mixed in. And people just see the fact that we're dealing with, you know, religious aspects and they see these things about Jesus that they question, you know, the merit of, and they just instantly jump to the conclusion that we're doing something, you know, horrendously offensive, and, you know, like I said before, they just, they don't know what they're seeing, so um, I tell them all, I'm like, you know, just one of the, first and foremost, I know one major thing they teach in the Bible is, you know, judge not lest ye be judged, so (laughs) that's the first thing I throw towards everyone, like, you know, if if you're a good Christian, you're not going to point the finger at me and assume you know what I'm doing with this movie. So just wait it out, and hopefully you'll see this this movie does not uh, defame any religion whatsoever, and it doesn't support any religion. It's very it's a very middle ground uh, stance on stuff. So yeah, well we have a, we have another caller. 
Hold on. Uh, uh, hey. 860. 860. Hello? Hey. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Michael. Michael. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, you're you're one of the uh, cast members, right? Yeah, I uh, I helped us and produce uh, the movie and do behind the scenes stuff, and I have one of the supporting main roles. But he had he had one of the bigger, more uh, difficult roles to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't get to play Jesus, huh? No. <laughs> I don't know if I would have wanted to. <laughs> I don't oh, see, that, that's the thing, I guess. A lot of people might be scared to try that role, you know? It was definitely something that uh, was requiring an actor that would be completely fearless. So, and we we did, uh, it took us some time, but uh, when Jesse finally came on, he, he came on, you know, he was the last minute. Uh, happening on set. I mean, he arrived on day two, so uh, thank thank God for Jesse. No pun intended. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's great. And uh, yeah, so when Jesse comes on, I'll I'll have to ask him uh, what you know how hard it was to uh, you know to actually fill the uh, you know fill the shoes <laughs> of the big man up there. You know. But um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, Michael, so uh, how how did you and Dustin meet? Um, well, I work with him, um, and he always told me that he had an idea that he always wanted to see made into a movie, and uh, through another friend, we kind of were talking about ideas and stuff, and I was like, well, you should definitely, you should write it, like you should do it. If there's something you've always wanted to see, you know what I mean? You should mm-hmm. go for it. So he did, and, and I helped with uh, all, like, props and wardrobe and that kind of stuff, and we did the casting together. Really cool. Actually, we got a couple callers now. Hold on. Uh, uh, 941, hello? Hi, guys. This is Eileen. How are you doing? Hi, Eileen. Hey. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to say good luck with everything, and um, I wanted to know if you'd care to share any, if you had any strange experiences while filming, any <laughs> any juicy stories for us, so anything like that. But before I answer that, I have to tell everyone that if Eileen didn't so help us with the location, the movie would have never been made, and we would have been so screwed. Eileen was a last-minute savior with this movie because <laughs> we we had a location that was, uh, secured for a good number of time. It was a rundown convalescent home, and at the last minute they pulled out about less than a week before production started and told us that they wanted to quote unquote start shopping the building around to potential buyers, and they never did. It's still uh, blocked off and collecting dust, and she stepped up and let us use a uh, property she owned, and it uh, surprisingly worked better than I ever expected. So thank you, Eileen. Thank you. Oh, no problem. The sets were amazing. The movie would not have been possible without you. Oh. (laughs) It really really wouldn't have. No, it wouldn't have. And it's good that you let us transform it into what it needed to be. It looked amazing and very disturbing. I I, I don't know how much I can say, but I'll just... Good job, you guys. (laughs) 
Do you, you guys have any weird stuff that that happened while you were filming there that you can talk about or, or get into? Or I think that's all you, Michael. I well, at first <laughs> I think I have to say that um, if anyone looks at the pictures on the website, you'll see the scary doll who just you know was everywhere and haunted everyone. But um, <laughs> is she still yeah, living in your trunk now? Um, she's actually in Nicola's car. Oh well, that's great. For she, some reason, her clothes home. aren't her clothes are not on anymore though. You'll have to ask, you'll have to ask Nicole about that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, well, we all like had smelled that that distinct smell that would travel around. Oh, I um, about this. That is true. Yeah, and uh, I know Marianne felt something touch her one night, and I felt something kind of shake my 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 leg to like wake me up before my alarm went off because I was paranoid that I was gonna like miss filming freaked out and uh I think it goes to be said that uh the location that we used was actually um a trailer that Eileen's mother had uh lived in and she had uh died there. So it was a very creepy, kind of scary scary location. And the room that Michael was sleeping in where he thought he got touched was actually the room that she had passed in. <laughs> and after that, none of us slept in that room again. So, I yeah, you guys are a lot braver than me. I I could not stay in there one night. So I know one of the more <laughs> aggravating nights. I was kind of like just <laughs> aggravated for whatever reason, and I wanted to kind of be away from everyone, and I wanted to go to sleep, and I so wanted to go into the back room and lay down, but I was just too big of a wuss. I was like, I can't go in there. <laughs> I can't. All right, well, we do have two other callers. Let me put them both on at the same time, okay? There's a 917 and there's a 941. Let me... 917, hello? Yeah, this is a crack row whore calling. I'm currently uh, working the corner, and I just <laughs> thought I would call in and see how uh, my pimp, or uh, my friends were doing. I hope you have a lot of quarters. <laughs> Give me a quarter. I know you got one. <laughs> He's just not giving it to me. <laughs> How you guys doing? Good. Good. How are, How are you? you? I'm doing okay. I'm not doing too bad. Still recovering, you know, long recovery. But um, for Christ's sakes, I'm doing better. <laughs> All right. We have to get the 941. Let me put that on real quick. Uh, 941, Hello. Hello, it's the other crack row whore. Ah! <laughs> this is crack row whore heaven. I miss my crack row mama. <laughs> Did I teach you well? Are you getting two quarters <laughs> instead of one? You they keep asking for you, too, everywhere I go. Why <laughs> could two whores be calling at the same time? It's a friggin' miracle is what it is. <laughs> you guys are super pimps. Super, I know, they just summoned us, and here we are. How's everything going? Uh, we're all having fun. How are you guys? <laughs> we're doing great. Well, Nicole, we should fill them in really quickly. Um, the crack, uh, whore, row, row whore, I should say, uh, too, many, too much crack. I can't get it. I just table. have to comment because I felt like Debbie's article in Sirens of Cinema was like this huge joke to like me and like five other people. And I'm like reading it and reading it and then I come to the part about 
her having to sign a document saying that like something I I did not know anything about. Oh my this. god, I did not know that they. Made let me just say, I wanted to vomit when I read the story because I'm like, I would have never let her stay there. And the funniest freaking part was that I was driving past there with my girlfriend the other day, and it said under new management, high speed internet now available. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Anyway, I know. Well, you know, the funny thing is, the <laughs> listeners that that you know don't know what we're talking about. Okay, we I stayed on a, a, a in a motel on a strip in Sarasota. Now Sarasota has you know it's a lot of money, it's a nice nice area, and um, but this is a you know an inexpensive area to put people. You know the chain motels, nothing that you should be afraid of, you would think, but um, <laughs> it, it ended up to be sort of like a, a crack uh, haven, crack whore haven, as a matter of fact. The whole strip, you know, yeah. The, but you know what's funny is that somebody recently told me that one of those uh, manager owners on duty got shot and killed. Oh, my goodness. Wow, Isn't that that's crazy? That's, that's, that's scary. I wonder if it was the guy that we were checking you in. <laughs> that guy. couldn't count how many days we needed you to stay there. We were like, five, no, six, no, eight. We don't even know. We're like, just keep her here, and, you know, that'll be fine. Like, five nights. And well, the ironic thing was that when we saw you again, Debbie, for Dead End, it was like, well, where are you staying? And you're like, oh, you know where I'm staying. Same old, <laughs> same area, but at the upper scale, nights in, which is facing like a, a forest area, which is even worse. I mean, remember that? They can drag you into the woods. Anyone exactly. who's a bad horror movie knows to beware of the horror. You're a bad horror. <laughs> what makes Here. a bad horror? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Dustin, is there an explanation for this? Um, we're poor. <laughs> oh, that they're poor? Yeah. yeah. I guess that would make them bad. We're poor. So where were you guys at when I interrupted uh, regarding the movie talk? Uh, yeah, we're just, uh, we're. I guess we're just talking about, what were we talking about? <laughs> like, the Haunted Crack Trailer, Horses. I think. The Haunted Trailer. Yeah, we were talking about the trailer and, yeah. Did anything yeah. happen to you in there? No, just you. You're the only thing that happens to me. Isn't there? <laughs> um, no, I can't say that it did, but I was never there at night, so. That's true. That's I don't know. You'll thank God enjoy. for small blessings. So. <laughs> thank God for Motel 8. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicole, did anything happen to you when you were in there? Oh, oh. Hold on, I think we lost Nicola. Hold on a second. Oh, Let me see if I can get her oh. back real quick. Nicola? I'm here. Okay. I got some weird some weird guy telling me to try my call back, so. Uh, okay, well, yeah, I think it's because the lines are just going up, so blowing up, which is great, you know. We have we have several other people that might call, though, so hopefully they can handle us on the phone. Uh, yeah, who can definitely. Us, really? Uh, Michael, who can really handle us? Oh, no one can handle us. I don't even know if they can handle our movie. It's a bit they much. Crack I did, barely handle them all. Did, did Dustin describe the movie yet? Uh, yeah, he described a good amount, right, Dustin? Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you want to, I guess, fill in people who might just be tuning in what For Christ's Sake is all about? Sure. Uh, in the film, uh, Debbie and I play uh, scientists, and we are working for a high-level benefactors in the church who have basically uh, acquired 
the DNA of Jesus Christ, and we are involved in a top-secret cloning experiment to bring him to life, and the church plans on having a huge public unveiling and uh, kind of knock all of, you know, all of the sinners out there into place and, you know, hopefully start a new uh, religious awakening and uh, the project doesn't go as planned and we have some additional characters that get caught up in the mix and uh, lots of uh, craziness ensues. Lots of, lots of sinning. <laughs> and lots of sin. So. Lots of sinning. Uh, that's definitely what drew me into the script was all of the, uh, at the time when I was reading it, I was really into, you know, Nietzsche and Joseph Campbell and philosophy and reading that. And a lot of Dustin's um, dialogue that he had written in there was very, like, Nietzsche-esque meets the Bible, which is probably the most inventive oddity that I've ever seen. And I just loved it. It was it was it was very great. And I never pictured working on another film again after I left film school. I thought I was just done with it. And I was like, I don't even care if I'm holding a boom mic on this movie. I just want to help. I want to help be a part of Jesus being cloned. So I yes. definitely liked all the the character depth that he gave everyone too, which yes. is something that a lot of horror movies don't have. So he's got this great idea, and he actually made these great characters with the idea. I think we lost somebody. Hold on. Uh, let's let's check and see who we who we got here. Who's, uh, Roll call. Yeah. Who who's here? Uh, say say your name and then uh, I guess pass on to the next uh, person. Crack ho- row whore. <laughs> <laughs> crack row whore here. <laughs> number one. Crack. I think the second one's here. Michael, number three. Yeah, I'm here. Number three's here. Three's here, okay. And I guess that makes me number four. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're the pimp daddy. We got got a fifth one listening, so hold on, let me bring on the fifth one. Uh, 407, hello? Hello. Hello, how are you doing? How are you? Do you know who this is? The great and mighty Jason. (laughs) Oh, this is (laughs) Crack Row Whore number four. How's it going, Jason? (laughs) I never got to stay on Crack Crack Row, but I heard an awful lot about it. (laughs) Well, you really ought to check it out. I I really should. Maybe we're all so so much happier now. (laughs) Did we talk about Crack uh, Crack Row Whore on the last uh, on the, the Hocus Focus one? That we did. The, did we the, I don't know if we mentioned it. I think we might have. Well, we Jason have. actually accommodates people pretty well for his shoots. I think <laughs> that we can, you know, him and his wife are very accommodating. But when in Sarasota, we have the strip, and <laughs> actually, we probably won't be putting people there again, will we, Dustin? Probably no, not. I would say no. no. Probably not. <laughs> we might we might create a bad reputation for ourselves. It's okay. We'll go visit the row again because they'll miss us. So. I think people Just would rather be in the haunted trailer. Yeah, the haunted trailer is uh, is no longer with us. Oh, well, you still have but, the doll. We, but we still have the doll. We kept we kept her. Which Nicole and Michael tells us is naked. So now you can explain why. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> She was doing bad things to it one night. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. She had some ugly clothes on, so we're trying to get her a new outfit because she's our inspiration for some shorts to, that we're doing. So she has to get sluttied up. Yeah, <laughs> it's so she true. Won't make us any money. The doll was very much an unofficial mascot for a Sea Org production. So 
it just sort of happened. She she was just kind of she ended up in a lot of our pictures and things like that. She just wanted in really bad, I guess. She wanted a part. And just snuck right into our hearts. She sure did. That's that's a fact. <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, Debbie, um, what did you think of uh, working on this book? Oh, I had a great time. I mean, I feel like I made some uh, permanent friends. I, I've been out of touch because I had surgery recently, but um, it was a gas. I mean, I can't believe the amount of fun we had. I mean, there was like little bits of drama here and there, you know, a couple of crazy people working on the show came and went, but it was like a really tight uh, core group, so to speak. I, that's not a double entendre intentionally, but um, it was really, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was so much fun that, you know, when I was down doing um, Dead End, I, was, I told these guys, you know, come on down, you guys should, uh, you know, be a part of it and everything, and um, they did. It was fantastic. It was really, really great. And then uh, Jason, who is a filmmaker, has made like a number of movies, including Savaged and um, name all your movies, Jason. Well, Savaged, uh, All Wrapped Up, The Lunar Pack. I don't think I've made any you're not in. Uh, <laughs> that's well, not a bad thing. Um, and we shot Shelter afterwards, which was, you know, our, our little um, – our short movie that was our little for Christ's sake reunion. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, and, t- tell me about that. I don't really know too much about that one. No, you you were you were busy having brain surgery at the time. Yeah, so did, excuses, um, excuses, right? Yeah, really. Come <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, damn. But, what was that uh, one about? That one is um, a father and daughter are cleaning out their their deceased grandfather's garage and they wind up getting trapped in there and it turns out that uh the grandfather had some secrets that uh just just they, they, it brings a lot out in the in the father and daughter relationship that they shouldn't have to deal with and before you know it the father becomes a danger to the daughter and it's a short that we did for um inclusion on something called florida slash masters which is going to be a collection of uh horror movies from all directors in Florida. So you probably know all of us. <laughs> there was a lot of crying that day. I cried for like half the day. But I still had fun. <laughs> Nicola, Nicola and Joel were, were the two people that, you know, worked on the same day that I did on um for Christ's sake. I only came in for the one day. And uh, I'm like, i got to put these two in something together because they didn't have any scenes together that day. And I'm like, you know. I had a hard time acting with both of them, so I said, oh, let's see how they do together. And they actually did a really good job together. So it must have been me. <laughs> oh, you know what, Jason? I had fun. You know, I don't even want to hear that because your scene, in the, it's going to be funny. You're great. Well, no, I know, I know that the editor is going to make it look fantastic because <laughs> he's a talented guy. Yeah, the editor for this film really is talented. I wish he'd call in. <laughs> I think it goes to say that Jason uh, – I, it kind of happened on the Jason, thank God, on MySpace. During the casting process, we were posting a lot of casting bulletins, and Jason just randomly contacted me. And um, Ironically, I owned a few of Jason's movies in my massive DVD collection, and I was like, uh, heck yeah, you can play a part in this movie. I was like, I have a teacher that you can play. So uh, I'm pretty sure I was the filmmaker at Megacon that you met Debbie at. I think she was at the table. Very possible. Very, very possible. I think she's at my table, which is very karmic. 
no no offense, but she was the, she was the more memorable aspect of it. <laughs> no, oh, but, you know, oh. Yeah. I remember hanging out with her more than seeing you there too. So I'm not. <laughs> but definitely, Jason came on, and he was he was awesome on set. He added some nice little quirks to his character. So, and when he came on, he he had known that uh, I was trying to get Joel Weinkoop for the part, and he had mentioned that he had never actually got to act with Joel himself, so I actually, you know, created one additional scene so that I could actually put the two of them on screen and uh, ham it up, I guess, to a degree. Yeah, so, you, you popped my wine coop cherry. You did. I certainly did. It was a uh, and And now they're, it was like a mess. they're like, you know, Hope and Crosby, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, they're really, they're like a there, filmmaking team now. There was, like, a lot of... Uh, cherries being popped in that respect because I know Debbie had actually done a few movies that Joel was in and she had never actually appeared on screen with him either until this movie so this is probably oh goodness I don't even remember how many but uh. no that's true that's true and the essence of Joel is um you know you could see him in a movie that you're in never meet him but to actually experience him in person is like a whole nother you know realm of experience I mean the man is energy to you know Die for. I mean, he's he's incredible. He's a powerhouse. He's a force. And he is fun. a force. He's very fun to work with on the set. Like fun, fun. It's very hard because I was in shelter when I was working with him and Jason. I was trying to stay in character and crying in between takes, and Joel just kept cracking these jokes, and like it would be really hard for me to like not break character and just bust out laughing at him. And he kept doing the thing. What was he? What was he doing, Jason? And you're like, don't do it again. The Monty Python thing. Oh, like, my God, was... yeah. He would do the thing for Monty Python with the Black Knight where they cut his arms off. Every time. And I'm like, stop doing it. He's done that on every movie I've shot with him. Oh. It's so funny, though. And then at 3 in the morning when it was all late, Joel put his hat on backwards and started rapping for Dustin. That's kind of, like, lost <laughs> it there. That, that was, lost uh, it there. That was an experience. That, was really that, kind, of, that kind of creeped me out. <laughs> in a good way it was in a good way funny, no, funny yeah in a good way. it was definitely, definitely. A i've never seen so so which one of you was crossing the street while you're on here <laughs> somebody's getting honked at yeah i i, I heard that too i, oh, sorry, I thought it was just me was from my end <laughs> <laughs> one of you is actually working crack row right now yeah <laughs> God bless. that'd be michael michael's working crack some row. more some more cash <laughs> well, Michael's like a, so popular on Crack Row. It's a ridiculous. You can't make a dime when he's out there. Debbie Debbie's the popular was, one, though. Debbie informed no. me I was supposed to get paid. <laughs> yeah, he was there for years until, you know, for free, until I told him, listen, you know, Michael, you can actually ask for a quarter or two, and um, it's amazing. They actually give it to you. That's why <laughs> so that woman great. needed a quarter. She wanted to hire Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got another caller from uh, a nine four one. Poor um, Jonathan, man. I don't know what the hell's going. On. Well, it's okay. It's okay. I, I love listening because it, it's cool to hear all these uh, inside things. But let me let me put this other person on. I'm hoping it doesn't like delete one person or cut somebody off. If it does, call right back in and we'll keep trying to put people in. And I don't know this uh, this uh, this uh, soundboard is crazy. So hold on, let me. Uh, hello, nine four one. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. 
Okay. Hi. I was calling in um, for the for Christ's sake. Um, mm-hmm. You guys have like a title that's kind of, I mean, religiously based, and you have this horror film. Did you guys get any like rap for having, you know, the Lord's name in your title? Uh, definitely. We caught a. We've been catching a lot of heat from it online. So people people don't like the title. They don't like some of the the pictures they see on the MySpace page. So. If they're freaked out about the title, wait till they see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's great. I think it's a a great idea. And um, I, I saw the the trailer, and um, I mean, it looks really good, but it doesn't tell too much about it. Um, what about like death scenes? Is there a lot of death scenes in the movie? Uh, there are definitely some some choice uh, kills. <laughs> Wherever there's a sinner, if you're a sinner, like yeah. If there's a, there's sinners, let's just put it that way. <laughs> How hard was it for the actors to do that? Like, can you tell us your experience about that? Like, I mean, how how hard is it to die? I've never, you know, obviously I'm living and I'm talking to you now. So. <laughs> it was definitely, it was definitely hard for some people. So. <laughs> uh, uh, it was. <laughs> and I, no, not, no slight towards anyone in that statement, but uh, definitely some people had more uh, rough, tense scenes than others that were, I mean, some people's were kind of, you know, pop and it was over, and some people's were a bit more uh, agonizing and drawn out. So uh, it was, some people were just probably on set saying, damn, I wish I could just die. So, Kill us now. Mm-hmm. Deliver us <laughs> from the evil. So, what's the most gruesome way someone died? Can you give that mm. away? Probably not. That uh, that's like the holy grail as far as this film is concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew you were gonna say that. It, it really. We're all like is, dead no. silent, waiting to see what Dustin says. Like <laughs> Dustin, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to say next? <laughs> hopefully every kill will be, you know, every uh, death kill accident, uh, what have you, will uh, have a huge, huge impact. So with with all the character development, I hope that people will take notice of, hopefully by the time uh, bad things start to actually happen to people, it'll hopefully really affect them, and they'll be like, Damn, I don't want I don't want to see anyone die. So hopefully, uh, the when the killing actually starts, it'll it'll have some major effects. Cool. And cool. like I know you guys are are still in the post production process, but is there any plans for a sequel? Um, any good horror movie always has an open spot for a sequel. Awesome. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a horror movie, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I think movies that have uh, an obscene amount of sequels, I think they have their own backwards charm. So, not to say that I would want to make an obscene amount of sequels to this movie, but uh, I think any any good stories worth expanding on. So, no, for Christ's sake, the new beginning. Highly <laughs> doubtful. <laughs> for Christ's sake, the second coming. <laughs> for Christ's sake, Jesus in space. There you go. <laughs> For Christ's sake, why, in Africa. Why not if Dad created space? So, you, know. Yeah, you, you know you've gone too far when you wind up in outer space with your your character. I know, for <laughs> real. We are we are so not getting to a part four because that's like the rule. So, <laughs> <laughs> or 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 uh, for Christ's sake, X. So, well, with all the ensemble cast that there is, there's a lot of room 
to expand on the story. I mean, we there's a lot of great characters. Um, yeah, there's a lot of. Am I allowed to say not all of them die? I think I'm allowed to say that, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them die, and we do have, you know, we do have a lot of great actors and great characters that, you know, it would be really great to have them back again. For the I will people. say that the story was kind of crafted to have. Uh, a handful of characters that would either be uh, little little bit cameos and whatnot that would be around on the, on the peripheral waiting to actually come to the forefront for a sequel. So, cool. Great. You could have like all the disciples of Jesus come back and <laughs> you could clone them or something. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, guys. Good luck with your film. Thank you. Uh, thank you for Great calling. For my questions. <laughs> I'll be listening. Bye. All right, thank, thank you. you. That's really cool. You just got a fan from MySpace, I guess, that really loved the uh, trailer. So, uh, what do what do you guys think of that? I mean, are you guys getting more and more uh, fan mail from people? Like everybody? I, I know I am. I mean, I I know that a lot of it has to do with the trailer. As soon as the trailer was posted, there was a lot of feedback on the trailer, and a lot of, you know, and we. We accomplished what we wanted to in the trailer. You know, we don't want to have the trailer be like a short for the film where you're just giving so much away. And what it did was, I think, it intrigued people more than anything. And they just constantly, like the floods of questions that I get with the trailer, just, oh, and, you know, why, is there two Jesuses? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> it's like I, I think, too, with the trailer, what's good is it, instead of, like Nicole said, instead of giving you everything away, I think it made people actually use their brain and kind of start to think because now they're curious and they want to know what's going on because we didn't tell them. So I think that's probably a good thing. And and as a horror fan, I'll say that one thing, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I watch a trailer for a movie, and especially if it's a horror movie, I know that when when you're, you know, going into a horror movie, the thing that horror fans want to see, they want kills they want lots of kills they want you know gore and blood and you know because that's to me part of the charm of a horror movie straight up but when i watch a trailer and you just hand all that stuff to the audience like it isn't anything big um there's no point in watching the film (laughs) so so we tried to really avoid uh giving practically anything away we're trying and there's a lot that we just did i mean there's so many great actors and it was just even making the trailer was hard to not include every you know everybody it was really hard to try and give you know as many people as there are in the trailer already to give that many people their due because there's a lot more people that you know did a lot of amazing stuff on screen so and even after we, we put that trailer together, there was still more that was shot. I mean, we met with, we did the work with Peter Stickles and with Monique Dupree, the work with Lloyd Kaufman at Megacon, and there's still a lot more principal photography that, you know, was done after the trailer was was put together. So there's still a lot more coming, so, you know. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, we got another caller from uh, 941. Hold on. Let me put them through real quick. Uh, 941, hello? This would be Jesus. How are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're to judge you bitches. So uh, it's your personal Jesus. It is your personal Jesus, Nicole. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Good. So, how are you doing, Jesse? Good. I, I'm good. I'm good. You you've been promoting the show too, like Matt. Like I saw that. I was like, thank you. Oh yeah, I tried. I tried. He's the buzz master. Don't mess around with this guy. Like he will put it out there. Jesse is a promotion <laughs> machine. He really is. He really is. 
Listen, I'm an actor, and by trade we're whores, which means we have to put ourselves out there and throw it all Bonnie, I have a problem with that, and I, I, it's so like watching Jesse, like myself, and I was when I met Monique Dupree and we filmed with her, and she's like the awesomest, awesomest chick ever, and. I'm telling her, I'm like, God, I just have a really bad problem with self-promotion. And she says, who are you, self-girl? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm going to take a page out of Jesse's book. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, I heard you guys talking about Crack Row, and I was like laughing. I'm like, oh, we're all whores. We're all whores. <laughs> and, and that's what prompted you to call in? Uh... Yeah, basically, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I was waiting until, like, I was waiting. I'm like, let everybody get their stuff out, let's let, let, and then we'll let Jesus call. I'm like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> hi, Debbie, by the way. I wanted to say hi. Hi, Jesse. How are you? You're so sweet, and you're so good at oh. keeping in touch. I mean, what a, what a great, I mean, you really are Jesus, I think. <laughs> the casting was brilliant in the in this particular case. I tell you. Oh, let's just talk about that too, Dustin, because Jesse was like literally the biggest godsend because we almost didn't have a Jesus. God. <laughs> he really was. He really, he really was. was. I know. I know. I'm, I'm wondering how many puns we can throw in this uh, show. We really didn't have an actor. Like I thought to myself reading the script initially when Dustin had written it, I said. Dustin, who's going to have the balls to play this part? <laughs> I just don't know, you know. And whoever that person is is going to be the coolest person, you know. Yeah, and, you know, we had someone for a while, and uh, things ended up not really working out, and we parted ways. And we literally that kind of happened uh, not too long before production, and we were kind of put into a frenzy because not only had that situation happened, I had to uh, fire another actor uh, for trying to rip us off and kind of embezzle money out of us. So, uh, the, you know, I had to go into overdrive and try and find someone to fill these two parts. One was a very minor uh, part, but uh, the other one was unfortunately uh, our clone, and there was really going to be no movie without a clone. So, uh, I had to do some major recon work, and thankfully I uh, happened upon Jesse, and... He was brave enough to step it up and come at the drop of a hat and kick the part's ass. So It fell in my lap at exactly the right time. So mm. after, you know, I mean, Dustin found me on MySpace, and I swear to God, I'm, if I ever, ever win anything in my life, I have to thank MySpace first. <laughs> Thanks, MySpace. You know, for real, right? No, but, <laughs> but like, I, I had just worked, Screamfest, and ironically enough, apparently I had met Dustin and Michael there, but just because I gave them a program, um, <laughs> and I was working in Orlando at um, Halloween Horror Nights, so, I mean, I, I, I like horror, I, I do, I like, I have fun with it, I mean, I, I like working at Universal and doing that kind of stuff, and oddly enough, at the beginning of that run of, of Halloween Horror Nights, I guess Debbie had been there, and I thought that was funny that here I had just watched her do Fangoria at, at Universal, and then to know like a month later, I not only had met the producers and the director and writer, and then but I had seen her, and it just felt weird. I'm like, well, this must be happening for a reason, so I have to kind of go with, I, I believe in that. I'm weird, but, you know, I follow the whole everything happens for a reason, so, That's and, uh, agreed. yeah. Agreed. Isn't that where you met Marianne, too? Uh, well, actually, Mar- Marianne worked with me at, um, uh, we worked together at Halloween Horror Nights. She was in the costuming department, and where I got my costume and makeup done, she was right there. And we had discussed Screamfest. We met over my T-shirt that I was wearing because I'd worked it, 
and she was going the next day, and I was like, oh, I was just there, and uh, blah, 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 and gave her my um, program. And I knew that she was in FX stuff, so that's how it worked, I, actually, that she ended up coming on board. But Another godsend. Um, <laughs> but uh, really, it was just timing. I was at that event and working horror nights and thinking, God, it would be so cool to be in one of these films, to be a part of that history of horror films, I I just think it's great. I just I wanted to be a part of it. And uh, when Dustin emailed me, or friend requested me on MySpace, I went to the site and just looked at it and thought, wow, what a cool idea. What a what a different, intriguing idea. And I think my initial response was, it's interesting that you're doing this in Sarasota. I'm actually from Bradenton, which is like the redheaded stepsister of Sarasota. <laughs> you know, nobody really wants to talk about her, but it's there. Um, the downgrade and, of Crack Row. Yeah, basically. Down the road a little <laughs> bit. You don't want to go there and stay. But, uh, but I thought it was funny, and I'm like, you know, I would totally come home and work crew or whatever just to be a part of the film. And then he wrote me back and asked me, you know, well, there actually is acting roles, and I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. What might be available? Ta-da. So <laughs> that was it. That was really kind of how it went down. Literally and, uh, a day before production, too, it was like, we have a Jesus. You know, it was just, was out of, it was like, wow. I was waiting with I, anticipation as Jesse reviewed the script. And oh, God. There are some major hot-button issues in the script. that And um, he had a lot of dialogue. had to make sure that he was going to be okay with, and he did, he did have a psychotic amount of very difficult dialogue, and... He agreed literally. I mean, we found him at such short notice. He agreed be- right beforehand, and he actually showed up on set uh, on day two. So, And I actually spent that evening while you guys were out shooting, I spent in that back creepy room reading lines <laughs> over and over again in that little vanity mirror that was in the back, sitting there smelling that creepy smell in the back room. Didn't the smell and, uh, follow you home? No, no, well, I kind of thought it was in my bag. I swear to God, it smelled like it was in my luggage. I was like, why? Oh, you didn't bring it with you. It was always there. And do you remember when we would leave to go shoot on location somewhere, and we'd all walk back in and be like, ah, it smells like home. What <laughs> 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 is that smell, you know? Uh, Ooh, that smell. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. But, so. <laughs> good times. Very, very good times. I, I you know what I I think that uh if if I have any room to say anything it's just like I really enjoyed working on the film and I really enjoyed everyone that I worked with like every relationship that was made on that set was valuable and I so worth it like just so worth it and uh you know fuck people and their idea that you have to make a 500 million dollar movie to have fun you know <laughs> cuz this this is just beyond anything I could have expected and to walk away and actually have relationships after you're done is really great like just great and just I have to say too because all of us even as actors even Jesse just the production and and Debbie might I had the production assistant help that they just stepped up and did everybody was helping with everything yeah nobody whined about having to do something extra because you know they were it was good because nobody was like i'm the actor go screw yourself i'm not doing that like they all helped so we we do have another caller hold on one second okay let me let, let me put them through let me see if we can put seven people on here real quick oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll see all right uh 203 you should be on hello 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 how are you doing 
good. It's Marianne. Yep. I was like, who is it? <laughs> hey, Marianne. Hello. Did we did we just lose somebody? Like, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Should we do roll call every time a phone call comes in here? Yeah, I feel okay. like that's going to have to be because I think we just lost somebody because now we're down to six people. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Um, it's okay, people. I'm still here. <laughs> it's okay. I'm still here. We probably lost Debbie again because it's kicking the same people off, I'm sure. Oh. Debbie, did we lose you? No. Oh. Debbie. Oh. Well, I mean, that... Rianne, you knocked off our star. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just we're just playing, but but yeah. Okay. That happens. Marianne. Talk Marianne, are you there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so we j- I just mentioned you. I think you were probably listening. No, I heard. Okay. So fill the people in on how you came on board. I came And on how board. we went. Th- I think Dustin should start with how we went through 12 effects people before we found <laughs> Marianne. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, really. Long, long story short, you know, with the, you know, obviously the the beast that this film is, uh, we had a lot of problems in a lot of different areas, and one of them was actually finding an effects person that was uh, skilled enough, talented, reliable, and brave enough to do some of the things that I asked them to do. And unfortunately, uh, I went through, I can't remember how many, I'll say randomly, maybe about four actual effects people that all uh, gave me... Uh, grief about different things that I wanted them to do, and they refused. Uh, so they all had to be let go. And I even went through, for a very split second, a, an actual effects company. And after we, you know, decided they weren't an option, um, we literally went into production with no effects person. And you know, much like we already said that Jesse was a godsend, showing up on day two uh, with him, he thankfully brought contact. And Marianne was one of them. He called her, and she was willing to drive up from very far away multiple, multiple times daily, if necessary, to help While her. she was at full sale, too, While I believe. While she was You're still going cool. to school. So yeah. she was very much like a second or third or, you know, eight billionth godsend as far as this movie is concerned. But you couldn't have done it without her. So were, were, were you going to school when uh, Stephen C. Miller was uh, over at full sale? Who? Oh, I guess you don't. Uh, do you know Stephen C. Miller, the guy who did uh, Automaton Transfusion? Um, no, I've heard of the film, but I don't know when he was at the school. Like, I'm still at school now. I'm graduating in June. Okay. Yay. I know. Uh, and you're going to school for um, special effects? No, just film. I only had one month of uh, special effects training. Not that you would ever know that. I just, I don't know if she just has, like, a natural thing for it or what, because it's like she's been doing it for years. It's crazy. And is that something, do you want to write and direct, or do you want to do special effects now, or? No, special effects is my life now. Like, I totally got thrown into it through this film, basically. That's really cool. And, uh, yeah, we're glad you called in. I know you've been cha- uh, checking in with the chat room and stuff, so. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really cool. And uh, you've been uh, you've been listening to everybody kind of name-dropping you, so. <laughs> yeah, I figured I should call in uh, right away. 
Nice. So, um, oh, what do you think of the movie that's you know out you know done so far? I okay. love the movie so far. I haven't seen some of it because I wasn't on set for it because I was um I've been at school for a lot of it. But um, from what I've seen so far, I love it. All right. So you didn't get to see much of the drama. You got to just do a lot of the special effects. No, I, I did see some of the drama. Um, <laughs> but, uh, if I wasn't there, I heard about it, or I was on the phone with somebody hearing about it. Okay. Filmmaking is always drama, though. Come on. Oh. <laughs> it's it's, it's all part of it. Put us in a small trailer. Put us all in a small trailer for like seven, eight days. And you're gonna have something. I would say filming that week that that Debbie was with us and we were filming at the trailer was probably really the week of production. Even though we did have you know reshoots like any film would have, and you know we did have you know pickup shots and other different days we had to schedule other actors and everything. But that week that was the was the funnest week ever. We all had so much fun, and I was like actually kind of depressed the week it was over. It was, it was amazingly sad. I was yeah. It was really kind of it was kind of a bummer. It was like we you know Debbie left and we were like oh we said goodbye to Debbie. We I think we had a little uh, hoedown that night at the trailer. Yes. And then it was just you know that was that was about it. It was a hoedown, you guys. It, it was a big party. I was like, what the hell is a hoedown? <laughs> With a bunch of hoes. I should, I'm well, sorry, a whore down. Michael, a whore down. Michael, we threw you down the floor. That's what I know. I had, I had I wine. I out on the floor. I think I was the only one that wasn't drinking that night. So. You were too tired. We were very exhausted, and we were very emotional. And I was drunk on very drunk. Tears, so. we We needed it. Because Debbie left. So. <laughs> Are you going to drink again because Debbie's not on the call? I'm just kidding. I think we lost Jason, right too. Now. Jason's not with us anymore, either. I know. Oh, I didn't hear. I didn't, I didn't oh, know you. Say. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, I wasn't there for so many of those those days. That, you know, I missed most of the drama. <laughs> Hi, Jason. Hey, Mary. How are you? <laughs> See, uh, I guess, Jason, you've just been listening pretty much like I have, too. So. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. <laughs> You know, we don't want to. We don't want to interrupt when you guys are doing your, uh, uh, you know, talking about all the stories and stuff. You know, and everything. Well, John, do you have any questions for any of us as actors or anything? Like, I don't know. I'm just. Well, you know, I, I guess uh, I don't know if you heard it before, but I was wondering how how, how hard was it to uh, fill in the shoes of Jesus? But you get the 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 wounds. Because <laughs> there really wasn't shoes. There, there were wounds. Like, <laughs> be stuck with stuff and bloody. Um, I, you know what? It was it was a rough task. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I freaked out when I read the script because I was like, this is really intense. And I'm like going through and I'm going through it some more and I get a little deeper and a little deeper and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> what do I have to do? And um. I mean, I guess I kind of wrestled with it for a while because it is a dramatic choice. Now, I've had people tell me I have basically destroyed myself as an actor by choosing to do this. And and then I've had people go, wow, you are a brave soul, and good luck with that. And like a pat on the shoulder, like, I can't believe you did it. And I'm, I'm really okay with that. I mean, regardless of, I know Dustin's saying about the hate mail, I get it all the time, too. But it's like, yeah, I made a choice, but I made a choice as an actor. 
I chose to take on a character that had not been done before and make this person this thing that, you know, nobody really knows because a clone doesn't exist, and especially a clone of Jesus. So how would that affect, or how could I, you know what I mean? Like, how could you really make this real? And, and, um, and also make sure that you brought an element of... Um, a honest a, a sort of realism, but but you had to make sure that I didn't play it the wrong way. I, I it was hard. It was it was a lot of. I mean, Dustin knows. I sat there with him and discussed with him for a little while because I didn't have prep time. You know, they said I walked on the set pretty damn late, and and it's like whereas if I would have had rehearsal time to get ready to figure out what I wanted to do with this, it would have been easy. But walking in there, I had to like cram months of of thought into a few hours with Dustin and try to get out what I thought he needed to be, what he wanted from me, and, and try to throw it out there. And hopefully it would come off on camera. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was a big deal. It was I, a oof. I know Jesse was very, very concerned because he was not sure what the character should be. And I think that, you know, we, we did have our hours of talking and discussing the part and stuff. And, he really wanted to have a very, you know, specific um, creation as far as the, the clone is concerned with, you know, speech and appearance and mannerisms and stuff, and he really did tackle something original. And with Marianne's help, they tackled an image that fit very well that I had never expected, and it works out amazingly. Well, thank you. So. Thank you, Yeah. Man, that is awesome. Like, yeah, and uh, as for all the other act, uh, all the other actors and whatnot, um, like, did you guys all take classes and everything to kind of, uh, you know, before you guys started just delving into this? You mean Either, did you go to acting school? <laughs> yeah, or or take classes in school or any any kind of school, high school. Well, whatever. I can I can I only know you know obviously we know Debbie went to school. Um, no. <laughs> I know I studied at the same place that uh, Michael did, not at the same time, but we both studied at Florida Studio Theater here locally. Um, and there's also the Oslo um, Performing Arts Center that has something very theater-based things. Um, when I was in high school, like, I was in the drama program, and theater is just very over the top, and it, it it just it does feel silly to me. And I sort of changed pace a little bit and ended up taking just film not thinking I would act or anything like that when I went to Manatee Community College and any little group project that I was in, it would always be like, oh, I can do this. Let me try to do this in front of the camera. And it was always horror, and it was, you know, a lot of short films and everything like that. And a lot of the same kids at MCC, like, they went on to do a lot of really great things, and I don't know why I ever left doing film. Um, I guess i got to thank Dustin because I would have never really came back to it. Okay, well we have a we have another caller. Let me see if who I'm afraid that it's gonna knock somebody else out. That's okay. That's okay. So we we can try it and see what happens and then um all right, uh nine five four, you should be on. Hello? What's going on, John Movie is Steven Brevig, John Stark. Hey, what's going on? What's going on for Christ's sake? What's up? How are you? Did I kick somebody off? Um, I'm still here. so far, everybody's still, still on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe Debbie's phone's just cutting off. Oh, well, that's like, I, I feel bad. 
I just I just sent her a little text. <laughs> I did. I was like, sorry if you got booted. <laughs> try, try to call us back. It's very late right now for a lot of people. Yeah, it's like uh, midnight. So. Do we even know if she was in New York or she's on the other coast? I mean, do we like. No idea. Yeah, well, I don't know. You never know. You never know. She could be in Italy right now. That's true. <laughs> it could be yesterday. <laughs> Very true. Definitely. So, uh, yeah. Um, Stephen, that is so cool that you called in. Absolutely. I'm, like, at my job right now. I'm, like, hiding in the parking garage. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Somebody sees me, I'll probably be fired, but I'm not worried about it. Okay. Well, we never get to see you. You're all the way down in Miami, so that's what's awesome. Yeah. I know, I know. I need to so, so, Stephen, while well, well, we get a chance to talk to you before your boss makes you come back into work, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, how did you get involved in the production? Dude, man, I actually was just on uh, I was on Yahoo looking for, like, a job, job like, just for money. And, uh, you know, I found, like, this random posting, and uh, it was, you know, for the first Christ sake casting, and I was like, Whatever, yeah. <laughs> I was like horror movie with the name for Christ's sake, and I'm like, yeah, dude. So yeah, definitely I'm in. <laughs> so I just drove all the way out there. I didn't even know I was gonna get it. I drove like three hours just for the casting, and then uh, I don't know. I was just I was just into it, you know. And I think um, you know, so I reading the lines, and I just thought it sounded like an awesome thing. And I mean, I've always liked horror films, you know. I just never really thought about getting into them. <clears throat> so. Stephen Stephen took a great chance driving all that distance just to go go out for the audition, and thankfully he did. Even I mean he drove the three plus hour drive, and I mean he got there and he was great, and he really clicked with uh, the cast that we had there in place. So he made a perfect fit to the cast. I was gonna say you could tell right away that he's who should play the role. Mm-hmm. He read very well. Very, very well. It was a very good audition. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It was definitely a good time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I liked it every time I came out. I felt like, you know, just just the fact that working with everybody seems like they, everybody kind of gets along and kind of is on the same level makes it a lot easier to work rather than, you know, dealing with a bunch of scumbags or something. <laughs> so, so. Poor Steven, I have to give it to him, too, because he one thing that I did as – as director was I made all of the cast that was, you know, as nearly accessible to me in, in the Florida area, like come to my house almost every two weeks to do a full script rehearsal over and over and over. That way I wanted to make sure that when they got to set, they had their crap down and he came every time and did that three hour drive. Like it wasn't anything. He sure did. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> so he was a trooper. So. And actually, you bringing up that reading brings up a lot of things because there were scenes that we had with Debbie that, like you said earlier, that we just couldn't rehearse. And that's a lot of my scenes were, you know, are with Debbie. A lot. Yeah. And a it, lot of my scenes and your scenes were things that were very with, rehearsed yes. very minimally. And it was a lot of just, okay, let's rehearse it and then just go with it when we get there, which actually, as an actor, it's funner to be a little bit more spontaneous like that. Be there, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Debbie would really challenge you with that, too. Debbie would say, let's put the script down and let's just go with what we're trying to, you know, let's just who was reading, who was reading do it. For Debbie? I forgot who was reading for Debbie when you were doing... I, I read for Debbie. Yeah, <laughs> for, God, it was for Debbie for yourself? I mean, like when it was... Oh, no, we never Debbie. did those scenes in rehearsal, but oh, any time they remember, I, I would read it sometimes and everyone would laugh. I love the way Michael read Debbie's lines. <laughs> I, I think uh, Debbie is back. I'm not sure though. Hold on, let me let me see. One second. Nine one seven. Hello. 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 Right here. Oh, hello. Hey. Who's, who's this? Kaufman. I want to know more about Lloyd Kaufman. I understand that he's one of the finest film directors, the most sensitive director of lesbians. Is that true? <laughs> That's what I heard too. Oh, I need to know more about this mysterious film director. Lloyd Kaufman, he's going to be this Wednesday or this weekend. He should be in New York for the premiere of Poltergeist. No, really? Yeah. Yeah. In person. No, man, but I heard Nicola Fiore was passed up the main role, and rightfully so. <laughs> I, heard that I heard that Lloyd wanted her in the film, but she she refused, and she was probably correct. Uh, are you saying oh, that Lloyd, Nicola I, is I a, just can't sing. You would have had to have somebody sing my, my part. That woman has such a beautiful voice. Thankfully, <laughs> I had already snapped her up for my movie. So. Your voice. Yeah, God damn it. Well, <laughs> next, next time, next time. Hopefully Thankfully, I was able to snap Lloyd up, too, for the movie for for a split second, so... And he was off. Well, I had, yeah. but I blew you. I had to blow you to get that part. Well, <laughs> that's the perk of being the director. So, you know. She doesn't need to do what I have to do. <laughs> Is that how that happened? Because Dustin's a picky bitch. That's saying a lot for Lloyd and his abilities. Well, Dustin is very talented, too, but um, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not. We don't Lloyd want to talk about those talents. Have to use the <laughs> lips like a woman. <laughs> anyway, so how how is everything going? What's the latest, and how is my part progressing? How's the Lloyd Kaufman part that's being custom tailored to me? Uh, it's it's looking good. Uh, we we can't wait to get you back and uh, shoot more of you in the future. So when you say get me back, does that mean revenge, or does that mean <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not? <laughs> Lloyd, I've, Lloyd, I've been trying to get you on the show forever. So I'm really glad that you came on for a year. Well, you know? when, Nicola, when Nicola gives me instructions, I obey. <laughs> oh, Lloyd, I just asked, you know, come on. Well, <laughs> I know you're a busy man, and it's really good to talk to you again, because I had, honestly, I had the most fun ever at MegaCon with Lloyd. And well, I, honestly, I, he out-partied me. He, like, was out at Denny's till like, 3 or 4 in the morning, and I'm all like, going back to the hotel. Well, Good night. <laughs> the fact that Lloyd Kaufman is partying at Denny's gives me a little window into the sophistication of Lloyd Kaufman. Well, that was after the night. That was after the night that uh, we called. You called into uh, Fangoria. <laughs> I don't need to go into that. Uh, that was great. That was great. It's hilarious. You are absolutely hilarious and talented and. Uh, I really, um, as I say, I'm looking for my next script, which will be a hopefully a character-driven ensemble piece, and uh, you will figure into that very prominently. Ooh. Oh, I, you know I'm here, and you know I love you, and I I want to get up there so bad for the premiere, and I know Monique is going, and uh, Tomatonic want, wanted to give us T-shirts to wear, which 
I'm wow. losing out on seeing Lloyd and getting a free Tomatonic T-shirt, which is like the coolest Woo! thing ever. How cool is that? That's very yeah. cool. Well, I'm going hey. to ring off because um, I've got to uh, organize something for uh, Monday. So I wish you well and thank you for including me. Thank you very thank much. You, thank you, Lloyd. Thank you, Lloyd, for calling in. And if anybody's in the New York area, uh, April 30th, we have the press party for Poultry Geist. And uh, and then uh, May 9th, the Poultry Geist opens uh, New York City. So uh, if you're here, let me know or let Nicola know and uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, organize. I still need okay. to see that sometime soon. Oh, that's like awesome. You have to. Yeah. Do, it, uh, it, come, come to New York. Or get, get Poultry Geist into your local movie theater. Right, tell your local movie theater to play our foul movement, and uh, and uh, you know that's basically how all the theaters have been booked. Is the fans have asked for it, and the, then the theaters call us, and then they uh, they do very well with it. Oh, I'll check my local AMC because I know they play a lot of um, independent films that people ask Good. for. Yeah, well, tell them, tell them, and uh, you know if they if they look if they look at the grosses, Poltergeist is always the biggest weekend of uh, whatever city it's in. So. Uh, They'll they'll get good uh, you know if they check out check it out they'll see that it's done very well for it. they'll definitely make money with it. I need to Some learn these methods so I can get for Christ's sake into some theaters. Jeez. <laughs> well, we'll definitely see you at, you guys at Troma Dance because I know we want to be cool. a part of Troma Dance as well. Well, let's make that happen, and in, and in between then uh, I get to be in uh, in your movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> Right, well, best wishes and have a great week. And thanks. For Thank it. you, Lloyd. Thank Bye. you, Lloyd, for going. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> wow. So, Deborah Sean and uh, Lloyd Kaufman. This is this has been a great night. And Jason <laughs> LaCorey. And Jason LaCorey. I know. Come on. <laughs> I guess everybody here. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> like, I knew this was going to be a big call-in show, but, gee. Has Joel called in? Has Joel called in yet tonight? No, I think I think we're past Joel's bedtime. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was gonna say, isn't Joel in bed? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not a bad thing. He's probably asleep. I wish I was. <laughs> Jesus needs rest too. Damn it. <laughs> he was he was on the last show that I had, so you know, with, yeah. So I mean, I guess you can't really expect him to come on at every, you know. But we did pimp uh, for Christ's sake on that show too, so yeah. you know, talked about that. So that was good. You know, and then uh, it got me to actually meet meet all you guys. You know, mm. which is a good thing. And uh, and you guys are really definitely spreading the word, and people are starting to take notice about this. So, it, you oh. know, honestly, it's it's been a lot of buzz, and I'm sure that as more things come out that we're able to share with people, it'll just get better or bigger. Um, I think that a lot of people have come up to me since I've been. Uh, been doing a lot of more a lot more films in in Orlando and stuff, and I keep getting approached about it, and it's amazing that people will know who I am based on a photo off of you know the for Christ's sake website. I'm and like, you could uh, even take that further because if you look at what Jesse's saying, I mean, almost everybody on the phone now has gotten more work because of this film. I mean, and I know I, I could even say because of Debbie, but I mean, Michael's doing Zombotomy with the Film Ranch. And I know he just shot his scenes for that, and that you know all this has just happened after, after for Christ's sake, you know. Not we shot for Christ's sake in like November, so it, it hasn't been very long. And no, then, I, I, yeah, God, that's crazy. And then we Debbie had us go to 
dead end, which was in like what December, January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. it all just it kind of keeps spiraling. And it's just happening very fast, <laughs> very very fast. We we have a, one more caller, and I guess they let us put Lloyd in there. So let's see, uh, see uh, three eight six. You should be on. Hello. Yeah, how's it going? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, nothing much. Uh, one of my friends, she was the makeup artist on here, Marianne. Hi, I mean it. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Uh, yeah, I just called to uh, congratulate you guys for getting so far with this little film. It's really like, it's really inspiring for you know upcoming filmmakers to uh, see something like this blow up so much. I like it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> So like what? So what you guys like get out of you know after you're done making the film and everything? Like what is your great success in doing so? Uh, don't n- not everybody speak at once. I was gonna say <laughs> no one's talking. Um, I, I think once the film is completed, that's gonna be the greatest success. I think the yeah. completed film is gonna be everybody's greatest success. Yeah, hopefully, having a really great. Yeah. Uh, horror movie that will be hopefully unlike anything as ever anyone has ever seen before, and right. hopefully I I just want a good movie and something that I can hopefully be proud of. Sweet, that's a good answer. I like it. Thank you guys. I just wanted to call him. All right. Uh, good luck with everything and enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Ain't no problem. <laughs> making a making a movie that's different than none other, I think, is is in itself an accomplishment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, it's very I'm true. I mean, out, like I coming said, out with something that nobody else really would even think to do, or even yeah. have enough, if I could say, balls to do. It's great <laughs> for me. I'm, I'm even just happy getting to film with like, to film with Debbie, to film with Nicola, to film with Jesse, to film with Peter and Monique. Like that in itself was like more experience and gratification than I thought I would ever like get because I learned so much from everyone that I got to work with which I think is something that no one can teach you it's just something you have to do through experience yeah everything that I I can honestly say everything that we we managed to accomplish in the short time that we were all together I think we would have never ever any of us individually would have ever experienced if we had been in a film class I I know because I've taken some I'm I'm not dogging on the whole school thing but when you're hands-on like that and you're working with people who have done a multitude of cinema, and some who have done maybe none, but but still manage to have a vision of what they want to accomplish. You learn a lot from everybody you're around. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just Debbie, learn so learning much. From, learning from Debbie was like watching God. Like she's she's so very nurturing too. She's very nurturing and helpful, and she it's it's very. I wasn't expecting that at all. I was very. I was expecting like, okay, I'm on my own here. I got to do this. She's very very helpful she's, and wanted to work very, with the team. And she's very giving as an actor, mm-hmm. which is good because you need that to feed off of each other. Well, we do have another caller. <laughs> Hold on one second. Uh, four four three. Hello. Hello. This is Monique. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey, Monique. What's going on? <laughs> Were you, have you been listening to the show? Yes, I've been listening for the last at least few minutes anyway. <laughs> I was just listening while you guys were talking. We've, we've had a lot of uh, guests on the show. It's been crazy. Um, everybody's been pretty much on the show so far. <laughs> wow. So. I, I, miss, 
I missed most of it because I had to um I was doing something for a film that I had to send in and I had recording problems so I had to like do all of that stuff and then take care of the baby at the same time and just back and forth everything was crazy. Because you're superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like making a baby bottle as we speak and loading the video <laughs> for this. <laughs> it's well, you, you can multitask right there. Yes, I can. I got the I I got the text because I said, oh no, I, I was forgetting something. What am I forgetting to do? Okay. No. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you've been on the show. Uh, I guess this is your third time. Because you've been on the uh, second or third time. No, third because uh, you were you were in your own show and then you were in one for uh, was it uh, anthology. So this is your third. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, all of them keep learning together, huh? Yes, yes, and I'll probably be on here again for something else. <laughs> yes, you will. So, Dustin, you should tell them how awesome it was that Monique got involved and how it all worked out because it was just so cool how it worked out. Yeah, Monique was another last-minute godsend because we had another character that was kind of on the peripheral that had a scene that was written for a good friend of mine from New York, and due to some budgetary constraints, we weren't able to get her down here. Uh, And the scene had to be shot uh, with Peter Stickles, and his it had to be based around, unfortunately, very strictly around his schedule because he had a handful of scenes, uh, not many, but uh, whenever we shot this additional role had to be whenever he was going to be available to us. And somehow, like, karma, you know, Monique, uh, I had been in contact with her via MySpace, and, you know, somehow the you know the messages started clicking back and forth, and she ended up being in Florida uh, at the same time that we were getting ready to shoot this, and she was able to thankfully extend her her stay by a day and make some time for us and come down and, you know, spend the evening with us and shoot an amazing scene. And I'm very, 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 very grateful that she was able to uh, squeeze us into her, uh, I know, very busy schedule, so... Oh, my God, Monique, you've got, like, what, like 20 projects this uh, just this year? <laughs> yeah, that's she's the it girl, man. She's the it girl. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, man. I'm just trying really hard. Like, like you guys said, you know, like Debbie is really a godsend for for most of us because she helps. She helps. She gives her heart, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's because of her that I really I've been able to like pick up so many projects and, and things like that, when you have a recommendation from someone like Debbie, you know, you can go anywhere. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, you know, that, uh, thank you, Debbie. If you're listening, thank you very much. I appreciate thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Debbie. We all thank you. Thank you we all thank you, Debbie. <laughs> thank you, Debbie. We, we don't thank your phone service <laughs> or whatever because <laughs> she got cut off. Uh, you know, Monique, you missed it, but she got cut off like twice, unfortunately, when people called in. So I feel really bad, but like, you know, for some reason, I guess the show or her phone or something just doesn't, it just didn't click. It wasn't vibing. Well, we love you, Debbie. I know she hears us. <laughs> she's listening. She's she's got to be. 
but I had a I had a really great time, and I was I ended up being sad that my stay was not longer because you guys are a blast and really great to work with, and I really hope to work with you guys again soon. Very professional, very fun, and full of life, and I just I enjoyed my character. So thank you, you for that. good at it. Good. You work your character. I, I guarantee you, Monique. As long as you'll have us, I'll have more work for you because you were amazing, and you're another. You're another one of the you know indie actors and actresses that did this movie. That definitely, like I said before, you didn't hear me say it, but a lot of a lot of these people that I was able to get in, and I know that you don't always get the credit for your acting skills, and you acted your ass off in this movie. So I thank you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for giving me a character where I can actually show some type of range, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I really, I really enjoyed um, where I was able to, to take that character. So now anytime anybody asks me about projects, I'm like, well, you have to see Jackie Angel. Let me tell you about her. <laughs> Use me as a reference, and I will, I will stand up for you. So. Says she's a saucy girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> But um, again, I, ha- I have to thank you because um, that, that was that was really great, and you know, I do get a lot of characters where it's like, um, you know, where you have to do do the exposing of the breasts and such, and you know. But um, <laughs> I was glad to to play this character because I just want some diversity, you know. Which is there's nothing wrong with you know the exposing of the breasts you know. Oh no, I mean, it gets old though. Like I I, I like true, being naked. I mean, true. but it gets old. Interview, it does not get old. Make a difference. Well, see, I like I like being naked. You know, period. You know, so it doesn't really matter whether yeah. it's for film or just to walk around. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the same time, I want I do want diversity. So I don't want everything that I do to go. Oh look, here's a titty. You know, I would like to be able to, you know, show some some other characters. And it gets frustrating when you can act and, you know, people want to cast you based on your breasts or whatever. And that, and that was the mandate with this movie was I, I wanted a, a nice little tight-knit group of female characters that actually had some skill and just weren't, you know, a couple pairs of tits. And you sure did. You stressed to me the fact that you wanted to make sure that I dressed accordingly for this character for that. I did. And and I was just so grateful. At the same time, I was like, okay, I have to go buy some clothes because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) everything is like a bunch of cleavage. So (laughs) I had to go and get like, you know, different shirts. But I was so excited because I just just don't usually get that. And, um, I mean, I have had a couple of roles where, I've had um, versatile characters, and I got to expose, you know, body parts at the same time. And that's cool, too. You know, I give that the thumbs up, too. But I just, <laughs> I just I just, really, I clicked with this character, and it was like by the time it was over, I was like, already, man, I want to say something else. You know, it was really fun. Well, the look, the part, the whole thing, you pulled it off. So, perfectly. I was saying this earlier, too, Monique. I don't know if you were listening, but... Just me being new and starting out and just talking to you that day because I was I spent a lot of time in the car with Monique that day, which was great, but you were very just 
encouraging and awesome, and you gave me a lot of really great advice, and I have to thank you for that. Aww. That's really, it was, it was very helpful because I've been, I'm very shy when it comes to self-promotion and things like that, and I guess it's just something I kind of got to deal with. You'll be fine. I mean, look, and one day I saw you in your producer's ponytail, and I saw actress Nicole <laughs> You guys got to see her when she has a ponytail up. Oh, that girl means business. That's, <laughs> that's the Nicola right there. Y'all got to see her. It's the Italian in me. I don't know. <laughs> it's so great, though, because you can see the change. It's like a hat goes on and you're just you're working and you you're putting your all into it. So I know I'm I joke about it, but like I was really like, Wow, this girl put the ponytail on and like the producer came out. You know, it's just like, <laughs> Wow, this is not the same girl I was talking to in the car. <laughs> but I applaud you that. You know, that that shows great range for you. You have a great career ahead of you. Aw, and it would it would be great to do scenes with you someday. I know you're doing Pot Zombies too. Yeah. I don't know if we're I don't know if we're gonna have a scene together or not. I've been kind of bugging Justin about it. I'm like, we're gonna email him at the same time and go, dude, we have to have a scene together. Well, I know I know the scene that I'm supposed to be in, and I know there's another girl in it, and I'm kind of like, well, can it be Monique? That yeah. would be great. Well, I'll email him and ask him the same thing so we can have a scene together. Yes. Justin, if you're listening. <laughs> That's right. Plug it up right now. <laughs> I'm storing I just want to jump in here for a moment, for one moment, and say hi to Monique. This is Jesse, by the way. Um, <laughs> hello. And I'm, I'm very pissed that we didn't get to meet in person, but um, I'm sure that we will. You will. Oh, you will. You will. And Eventually. Thank you for helping me with the with the contest thing, you know, oh. even though, you know. Well, no problem. So. I tried. <laughs> but it does look like there's that possibility that you and I might get to work together on that other film. Oh. You never know, right? Yeah. Oh, I might. And by the way, I think I was contacted about that film, too. Oh, really? They just they just keep looking at the for Christ's sake pool and they're just like all oh, that looks good I don't know what's going on with that they're pulling they're, the talent from for what is this we got there are so many other projects we've all worked on together and then even Zombotomy that Michael's doing Joel's in that as well well you know now it's just if you're casting in Florida you just go okay let me go okay for Christ's sake I'll just pull this person this person <laughs> <laughs> the movie's like the casting agency down here I'm I'm waiting for those acting roles to start pouring in for you Jason. Yeah, so is Jason. <laughs> People are going to have to actually see my scene. <laughs> You're good at Wow. They but I But I had the Samson-like hair back then, you know? You do, you do. Now, now I'm bald. That was Mr. Band, though. That that worked for Mr. Band. Mr. Band had oh, yeah. hair it was, it was, it was very art teacher-esque, so. <laughs> Did you say Mr. Mr. Band breasts? No, no, very artistic, <laughs> not oh. breast. <laughs> and Dustin, you can tell everyone a little trivia about that scene because uh, Graham, Jesus, and the oh, nerds yes. are, are that... in the background as extras. We're all <laughs> oh, you're giving all that away. That's like extra stuff we're not supposed to tell people, aren't yeah, but, right? Uh, I don't know. What, <laughs> well, it has nothing Why to do not? with the story. We're just what, there. What Michael's referring to is is the scene that we shot the day Jason and Joel came to set. It was day two, and... Uh, we started off the morning with Joel, uh, Joel Weinkoop, and we shot two scenes with him at the trailer, and then we met 
uh, Jason on one of our only actual bona fide uh, on-location areas, which was a classroom at a, at a technical, technical college school. Which now that I've heard about the trailer, I'm very glad we shot there where we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and we ended up having a very major shortage of uh, student extras and uh, to fill out a classroom, obviously. And uh, we had to improvise. And we have three of our cast members posing as other students in the classroom. We have Michael, who's actually, I believe... Uh, you had your wig off in that scene, correct, Michael? Mm, wig off, glasses on. Wig off. I'm what wig? What are you talking about? I don't know what wig you're talking about. <laughs> and I think Jesse was sitting there next to him with his with his ball cap on, and had actually not you know shot any scenes yet. And Katie Ellis, who plays another supporting part in the film, sleeping, uh, right? was sleeping at the desk. Yeah, she had her head down and was just. And we had my her. girlfriend. <laughs> Melody, Melody finger painting was uh, off to the <laughs> side making some amazing finger painting. Hey, Melody was my favorite student, absolutely. <laughs> she was definitely the most focused. So she, she was the most artistic. That painting is going to cause a little continuity problem. It just got more and more elaborate with each day. <laughs> well, she wasn't even on camera. She kept hiding. So she was definitely focused on her artwork. You were focused on other things, Jason. So well, yeah, that was that was written into the script, though. It was. It was. <laughs> so it really uh, was. I would, I would never so blatantly be focused on that at all. Hence, hence, hence the top Kelsey was wearing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, what did you draw? Mm-mm. Wait, what did I say? What? Yeah, what did you draw, oh, Jesse? Jesse? I dropped something? No, what did no. you draw in the art room? Oh, what did I draw? Oh, I was like, what? Oh, yeah, it was like a hooker. I don't know. I guess I was preempting the oh, fact God. that we were going to have more horrors. <laughs> I crack row. I grew one. The first crack ever. row brewing at that point. So. I know, right? I didn't even know. I was apparently getting uh, visions. His dad was putting thoughts in his mind. part of his Christmas. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Marianne, I w- listen, I'm, a, I'm on the chat room board, guys, and I'm paying attention to what people are saying, just so you know. There's a chat room that goes along with this, in case you didn't know. So there is someone who is very, very perturbed at us for our our use of God's name in vain, apparently, who it's amazing. Keeps, keeps writing about this, and I'm just having fun. See the movie. Do you, you can't even say anything until you see the movie. I know. I know. And uh, and also, Marianne brought it to my attention that she she wanted us to talk about for a moment that we both had a a strict feel like a, a gut feeling that while we were before we even got to make it or while I was talking about it before I even went off to make it that it had this cult aspect to it just the idea the the thought of what we, what we were going to try to do and uh, and I think it's funny because it's definitely coming to fruition as we're talking now just seeing how far we've gotten and as a group, and how many people have gotten attached, and how many people are interested, and how much it's being talked about, blah, blah, blah. It is a word-of-mouth thing, but I do think that that has some kind of bearing here, that it could be an aspect of a of a following that you don't even know exists yet, because it isn't something that people can buy yet. But when it is, I think you're going to see that that really does exist, that there is this cult well, aspect. Well, it was, it was created by the, the, the cult genre master himself. Right. Well, I mean, even like before, um, like when we were working on it, every night we would say to each other, you know, this is going to be something big and it's going to be like a cult following and wouldn't that be awesome? You know. 
that would be my ultimate dream that I would feel like we <laughs> uh did our jobs if this movie ended up having a you know even if it was a small kind of you know niche group of rabid cult fans that to me would be the coolest thing in the world even if it was just 10 people as, mm-hmm. as if it appeared. And I just want to make a comment about the Lord's name in vain thing if I might because <laughs> Our movie is not an anti-religious movie, and I think a lot of people think that our movie is like a pro-Satan movie or anything like that, or even an atheist movie. Our movie is just, it's really, if it's anti-anything, it's anti-religious extremism and that aspect of it. It's, there isn't characters that, you know, there's characters in it that have faith. It's not exactly... The movie makes good points, too, that you should look at each individual person as what they are, not for their religious beliefs or anything like that. But you, too. you know, guys, that doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to, like, listen or, or, That's true. or actually <laughs> that. You know, some people are just going to go, for Christ's sake, my God, we need to go buy copies of that and burn that movie in protest. <laughs> you know, That's fine, too. They can buy copies and burn them. That's fine. I never understood people that do that. They don't want to support something, so what they do is they go out they and buy all the copies. And waste their time giving it attention. and yeah. but, but they're buying it. They're purchasing. Yeah, yeah they should be stealing it, right? Backwardsly supporting us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, because when, once they're gone, then people buy more of them to, you know, put them back in the stores. Mm-hmm. So, people start you know. to buy them just to see what the problem is or what the fuss is about so that they can, you know, watch it. But, you know, there's a lot of closed-minded people, so they might not even see the movie or watch the movie because they'll just hear the name or whatever and they'll just think that it's something derogatory or, you know, if there's something humorous in the movie, they'll take offense to that. People take offense to so many things nowadays. It's true. Know? It really is. It's true. And, uh, but I know a lot of people that are very close-minded to it are all the same people that keep messaging the page asking more and more questions. It's, so It's weird, too, though, because a lot of people that have asked me about it or that I've told it to, I, I was expecting to get a very, like, close-minded negative response from them, and a lot of people are like, that sounds really interesting. Like, that's, that's really like clever and original, and it, I've gotten more people intrigued about it than offended. And well, I, there was I, an actual group that was called the um, Second Coming Alliance or something as such that wanted to actually clone Jesus. And it's if you look it up on the Internet, it's there. So this was a real situation at one time. Well, I'll say that, you know, one of the first and foremost, one of the main reasons why I wanted to write a script with this idea was literally the challenge of being able to tackle a story that would could potentially be so heavy and you know, edgy, and try and actually do it intelligently and not, you know, just make some, you know, random stupid thing, but make something that would really stand out and be different and have some thought-provoking ideas and handle it with some intelligence and hopefully some class. And hopefully, you know, anyone that has problems with what they think they know about the movie, they will hopefully be pleasantly surprised if they you know, give it the time and the chance to actually watch it and see what they're hating on, and hopefully they'll eat their words. Seriously. 
Amen, Dustin. Amen. Hallelujah. Really offended. Well, that's also another thing about it being very controversial, you know, or whatever. I think the controversy is going to help you guys, you know, more than it's going to hurt you guys. You know. I agree. It could. It could. I mean. You know, we're making this movie under our, our C-word productions banner, and the C-word literally is controversy. And anything that I write and direct, I do want to very emphasize, you know, subject matter and plot lines and characters that will walk a very uh, edgy, touchy uh, story and, you know, try and do something different to it and make people think. And maybe it'll piss a few people off along the way, but hopefully it'll be different than every other boring movie that will be clogging, you know, uh, video store shelves everywhere. Yeah, definitely. And that's, you know, that's a that's a big thing, that we, we want to get this out there. Uh, do you have any ideas of distribution? Um, we've had some different people approach us. Uh, asking to see uh, material, see footage and screeners and whatnot. So there, there is an interest among people. Uh, I, one thing I stand firm on is that uh, as the director, I stand for only the final cut. I don't have any intentions of, you know, what the final cut that's created, I think, should be the definitive cut. And I don't want any footage excised. Uh, I do not wish to have the title changed. Nothing. The movie will be the movie. Take it or leave it. Uh, if people, including distributors, like that, then so be it. We can talk. And if not, then you know maybe self-distribution is going to be our angle. Oh wow! So that's really cool, though. You know, hopefully that'll work. Um, if you if you get somebody that would even try to change this film in any way, we've talked about that and just you know re recuts and re edits. It would just it really would be a totally different film in a lot of ways, and it we it it wouldn't be what it was intended to be. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And we have yeah. a great editor, so we're very we're very blessed. But what about the TV cut? <laughs> what TV cut? I mean, I mean, even even pixelated. I'm sure there are some scenes we're not going to be able to show. <laughs> that is that is definitely up in the air there. <laughs> so so you don't you don't see it being you don't see it being on Chiller or uh, Sci-Fi Channel anytime soon. I'm going to see it being on <laughs> you know, Max. <laughs> uh, I'll say that you know in that in that strange parallel universe that say a, a Sci-Fi Channel decided they wanted to air it, I would, I probably would say that the only cut I would be okay with would be a television cut. I, I don't see the need to uh, neuter the movie for any type of, uh, home, you know, DVD distribution purposes or theatrical presentations, if, if any ever were to happen. So uh, television, I almost don't even count. <laughs> but uh, definitely, you know, as far as distribution-wise outside of television, uh, and we're still looking for songs, right? Most definitely. Songs to anyone who has any inspired songs about our subject matter, or whatever. I know that. Uh, I know that Monique's band. Okay, was Monique working on one? Negro Child has a song that we're interested in. Yep. How controversial is that name going to be? <laughs> <laughs> Taylor made for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> So we we have we have one or 
two tracks that we we want you guys to um, hear for. I can't wait to hear them. I can't wait for you to hear it either. She can be perfect. Quite perfect. (laughs) Why is everybody quiet now? I know, right? I was like, wow, it's like cricket. How many people are in here? Like 12? No, there's only like eight of us, I think. (laughs) A lot. It just wow. got really silent for a second. <laughs> Anybody have any questions for each other? Come on. Yeah, really. We don't all see each other. Well, no, uh, we really I don't. Missed, you know, Debbie did get cut off. Uh, we missed oh. Debbie. John, do you ever get haters calling in? She like, emailed me. I usually do. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I thought more people would uh, be doing that. But people aren't calling, uh, getting very, uh, very... Oh, they'll listen to it in the archives and give you hate email, John. Because don't worry. they know there's like eight of us against one. They won't win. <laughs> well, you know, they're, they're afraid, you know. If you guys listen to how many times you said, you know, it was a godsend or, you know, divine intervention or all these different things <laughs> on, the, on the movie that just kind of happened by way of, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, luck. It did. Know. No, everything was luck. Meeting you was right, luck. Like if you're a religious person, you don't believe in luck, right? So what's it mean? God wants this movie made. <laughs> wow. God backs your movie. He's a good point because he's out if, there. He created everything out there, so you know what? He he helped me create my script. That's well, no, I mean, feels about the film. How many like obstacles did we come up with at the last minute, and everything ended up working out for itself? Mm-hmm. Well, even if in we post, didn't keep even working, in post, yeah, yeah, if we didn't yeah. keep working at it, though, if we gave up, obviously mm-hmm. the movie would have fallen to pieces. Well, even with post and you know meeting Jason and everything, it's it's. You know, it's been a godsend. What can I say? It really has, and it continues. No, really, every everything has fallen into place for you pretty damn quickly and and well. It's all worked out really well so far. So it kind of is very, I don't know, divine or whatever that it all just kind of happened that way for you for the production. I think it was pre-production, production, and you know beyond. I'm sure it's all been a Definite, you know, nonstop hurl. So we've been taking and the blows as they come and still going strong. So I know we want to hope to continue to be blessed in finding our music and our composer and, you know, getting everything wrapped up and definitely getting some convention dates lined up. And I know that Monique's going to be at Midwest Horror Fest and we're trying to get up there. And there's a lot of other conventions that we're trying to look at too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, all right, so everybody, um, we've got probably about like four more minutes left of the show, and then it's going to just start hanging everybody up anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they they tend to do that here. So um, well, what I might do is uh, I guess say uh, goodbye to everybody individually so that, you know, it doesn't just like cut off on us. Um, but... Um, uh, let's see. Let's uh, let's go uh, go with everybody. Um, you know, who wants to say bye first? I guess. Yeah, I'll sign off first. Okay. Talking to everybody. Bye, Jason. Bye, Jason. Bye, Jason. I'll listen to your gun, guys. Bye, bye. All right. I'll say bye now to you guys as well. I'm gonna say bye too, but you guys can't hear me. What? We can hear you. We can. This is Chris. I've been trying to say hi for like 10 minutes. Oh, my God, it's Chris. Oh, God, I'm like, wait, that's someone else. Yeah. That's another actor. <laughs> I don't know how you all, but it's great that you got on here. And Oh, my God, we got another caller, too. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I'm unique if you're gone. 
Oh, hold on one second. Uh, 315, hello? Hello. Hello. Hey, it's me, Chris. Chris? Yeah, I've been trying to say hi to you guys for I don't know how long. Oh, my goodness. And i got three minutes left, so goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thank you for calling. No, <laughs> uh, we, no we got problem. we got one more caller, too. Uh, <laughs> why are they calling? You know, it seems like he's coming at the last minute, but uh, that they're letting me call, uh, have, like, nine people on here. Uh, but hello? Uh, nine, uh, 954, hello? Hello. Yes, this is Satan. Wow. Hello. 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 What's up? Hello. Sir. Yes, Dustin. I want to know why you didn't cast me for the movie. <laughs> uh, I felt Jesus was uh far too much for this film already, but I'll keep you in mind for the sequel. I can't believe you didn't even think of me, Dustin. We have your contact info. It's all good. <laughs> oh, really? How are you gonna get it to hold me? We uh, talk to you all the time. You should know that. It better be a for Christ's sake too, or you're all going to hell with me. You're going to come down ASAP. I'll meet you there anyway, man. <laughs> I will. Get on it. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm, dri- I'm already driving a bus to hell, so everyone can hitch a ride with me. I will. Who is your villain? Um, <laughs> nobody knows for sure. It's a mystery. <laughs> Please tell me I'm at least an extra on the film. Where are the shadows? Are there any shadows in the background? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Satan, you have to friend request all of us on MySpace, okay? Oh, you know that, baby. I think you're already a friend of mine, actually. Hold on. I'm your number one friend. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) You should be. The last minute of the show will be ruled by Satan. That's what Jason just said on the chat. That's amusing. All right, kids. I'm hanging up. All right. Thank you, John. This is peacing out, kids. (laughs) Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, okay. And we just lost a couple of people, so I guess we'll just end it now. But um, thank you guys so much for coming on.